Welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life. And today I'm talking to Jen, and she's going to be talking to us about wellness, but in particular about these crash diets. So stick around and listen to this episode if you want to do better about living a healthier lifestyle versus the yo-yo dieting. Now let's jump into episode number 47 with Jen. All right, Jen, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you today. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to talk to you today. And um, yeah, I'm excited about the topic that we're talking about too. Yes, this is one of my favorites. So I am excited too. But before we jump into that topic, I just wanted you to tell us a little bit about you and your business. Absolutely. All right. So my name is Jen Wright and I own a business called The Driven Mama. I'm the lead coach there as well as um, we do quite a bit of blogging. We're actually a pretty fast growing blog, which is really exciting for us um, mm-hmm. this year. So we, I have a team, which is very exciting um, this year that we've been able to build out that helps write content, put it out. But on the coaching side of things, um, I am a Mayo Clinic certified wellness coach and a nationally board certified health and wellness coach, which are two pretty important distinctions for me. You know, really, I work with moms and being able to help them manage through sort of their what they view as wanting to live kind of their healthiest, happiest, and most fulfilled life. So, you know, a lot of times it's busy moms, working moms, and even, you know, moms that are stay at home, but maybe they're running a business on the side or maybe they're really involved in boards and organizations and they really just are struggling to find the time to make time for themselves and they're feeling overwhelmed maybe a little bit strained and stressed out and they're not feeling like they're showing up like their best selves anymore. And really it's a process of helping them get back to feeling their best again. Um, And that is just, I could just talk to people all day long about that. (laughs) So passionate and in love about talking about that topic. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now you brought up a little bit about it, but there are moms, including myself that struggle with restrictive diets and with um, losing weight, either through um, different programs or dieting systems that are out there. But I just wanted you to share with us some of the negative impacts of these restrictive diets. Yes. Okay. This is such a great topic to talk about because um, wellness is all things. I, I want to take a step back real quick and just kind of set up the, the foundation really of when mm-hmm. I talk about as a wellness coach, I can talk, you know, I talk about kind of the whole, you think of like wellness as like a circle of your life, you know, everything involved in that. So that's more than just like nutrition and exercise where a lot of people kind of think of health and they think of those two things a lot, but mm-hmm. it can be things like emotional wellness and mental wellness and even like intellectual wellness. So like, you know, are we really challenging ourselves throughout the day or are we feeling kind of bored? Like that can definitely contribute to all the things going on as well as like, you know, um, stress and things like that, that can definitely contribute to, you know, if we're thinking about like, gosh, we really want to lose weight. And we think immediately like, well, how much are we exercising? And are we eating good foods? We might be forgetting about some of these other very important factors, which are like stress management, even our genetics play a gigantic role in how well we can lose and how easy it is for us to lose weight. So Mm -hmm. keeping that in mind, as we set this foundation for restrictive dieting and eating and, um, going a little bit into my past and my history, I have tried the diet. I have done it, right? Okay. So it's not 
I am not going to say that I have never done it. I am 100% guilty of been there, but I've learned um, through my own personal experiences that it's challenging, right? And then mm-hmm. as we started understanding things from like studies and um, health and wellness and understanding why it is so challenging, it's helped me to, to kind of forgive myself a little bit and be like, well, that's why I've always felt like I failed when it comes to restrictive eating and dieting. It's because it's really not set up for success in our, in our, it's not in our favor, right? So the negative impacts getting into that. A lot of times, you know, it results in a yo-yo effect. So you have, maybe if, you know, you've ever done any restrictive dieting or eating before, you know this, that like you do so good. It's like Monday and and Wednesday, maybe there's like a little like, you know, misstep. And Thursday, it's really hard to stay on track. And then by Friday night, we're like, you know, just like, okay, throw it out the window. We're going to have a glass of wine and, you know, all the stuff. And then by the time Sunday comes, it's like, oh, I got to start over again. Right. So we end up starting into this like really common start and stop effect, which is very, very frustrating when you're trying, when you're going after a goal, like something like weight loss or, you know, whatever it might be um, for that restrictive eating purpose. You know, there's lots of reasons why people do restrictive eating, but so that can be a big challenge. Um, I mean, also when you're on a very restrictive diet, so if you think of things like um, Whole30 or other diets like that, they're not really intended to be long-term. I mean, Whole30 specifically in itself, it's one of the diets that I have actually followed in my life. It's really to help you understand what your sensitivities are, right? So it's not necessarily meant 100% for like weight loss and things like that. So, you know, in the short term, I'm not saying that I'm completely against restrictive um, dieting or eating, depending on what it is and what you're trying to do and get out of it. There's different reasons for it. If it's for weight loss, you know, and it's a long-term thing, you're limiting a lot of your enjoyment when it comes to like being around friends and family, right? You go out to dinner, it's a social environment. Food for us is also a very social act. We want to talk and, and in food is much involved in that when we're in a social environment. And so when we're on a restrictive diet that really limits our enjoyment and from a wellness perspective, that actually creates a bigger impact in our lives than just saying, you know what, there's a cookie right there and I'm at a social event. I'm going to eat the cookie because I'm at a social event, you know? So, um, so that's another kind the negative. And then interestingly enough, I was actually just listening to this amazing podcast yesterday. Um, it is by NPR and it's called the life hack. They have different like life hack series and I'm really loving these right now, but they have one that's all about kind of listening to your gut and, and it's about kind of the idea and concept of intuitive eating. And they have a great okay. one that's kind of, it's about kind of reframing your mindset around weight loss. I love this series. So I highly recommend everyone to go out and, and listen to the series, but they talk basically about how when you're, if you're, following a restrictive diet when it comes to um, something like weight loss. And it's kind of your metabolism acts a little bit like a bungee cord in which like the more that you try to lose weight and restrict your eating, the more your metabolism is going to continue to adjust to actually fight the weight loss because your body wants to be at its natural weight. So if you're trying to lose weight, that is you know, beyond what your natural weight is at, your body's going to fight you. It's basically being like, ah, no, you know, so it gets harder and harder and harder, which means that we have to start adopting these um, more restrictive diets. We have to start working out more things like that and things that start to become less sustainable for us to do for literally the rest of our lives, because that is how it works. If you are going to try to, you know, be outside of what your natural body weight is, you are going to be constantly fighting against your body to try to keep the weight off instead of your natural weight is going to be kind of a balanced weight, right? So, so it's going to be constantly fighting that. So you have to keep up with some of these things that become really difficult. And as soon as you stop doing them, that's when a lot of people notice that bungee effect. It's like, boom, it snaps right back. And suddenly it's like, I've gained the 10 pounds that I lost or whatever it is. And sometimes it comes back 
and it is it even is like full force, right? So it's like, not only did I just gain back the 10 pounds that I lost, but I also gained three pounds more. So, and that happens a lot. It's kind of this pendulum bungee effect of what happens when we're trying to lose weight. So restrictive eating and dieting, like I said, it just is really dependent on like the reasons exactly why. So being really honest with yourself of like why I'm doing it for the length of time in which you're doing it for that purpose. And um, if it's around weight loss and things like that, if it's not a sustainable lifetime thing, it's likely not going to be an effective strategy for you for long term, for reaching those long term lifestyle goals that you're after. So I am totally with you on that because I didn't share this with you, but since we last talked, I have been using Noom. You've heard of Noom before? Noom, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh And it's because I've talked about this many times. I am an emotional eater. Yes. And when I went to Spain, I gained like 10 pounds, maybe 15. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It was really bad. Like I came back and like my pants wouldn't fit. Like it was really bad. Um, You were on vacation. (laughs) And the food was delicious, by the way. And the food was delicious. (laughs) Yeah. So it was totally worth it, right? You were like, all of that food was absolutely amazing. It was amazing. And their wines are just, yeah, they're great. So um, if you ever go to Spain, make sure you get some of the cherry wines. They're amazing. But I came back and my my um, pants were very tight. Like I had to wear my jacket and like unbutton my pants because it was so uncomfortable. It was that bad. And okay. so I, was like, I, I can't do this anymore. So that's when I started doing, um, I tried out Noom. And with Noom, I did lose the the weight that I gained back. But what I'm finding out is they're just trying to get me in better habits to have that lifestyle versus me just doing this quick diet and I lose the 10 pounds. So I I like what you're saying because it makes me feel better about this program that I'm doing because it, it really is more of, okay, like how can we create better habits so that you can do this long term versus you just do it right now. And yeah, you look good and you feel pretty good in your, your pants now, but you know, what's going to happen two months from now, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. The second that you stop doing whatever it is that you're, you know, committing out to do it's yeah, it'll swing back. But I, that's a, a key around definitely around the whole idea of wellness is like, what are some things that we can do that are these small little baby kind of micro habits that we can start stepping into that are things that are going to become natural parts of our lifestyle for the long term. We won't really even, it doesn't feel like, oh man, I've got to like get to the gym again today or like whatever it is, because like maybe the thing you're starting is like going for a 20 minute walk during lunch, you know, or just moving your body. So like, there's so many things that you can just implement into your lifestyle that I'm sure Noom talks to you about is like, what are those like small things you can do? And that at the end of the day will be an effective strategy for getting to the natural kind of weight that your, maybe your body is intended to be at or feeling healthier, whatever it is that your ultimate goal is. So, yeah, absolutely. Now you talked a lot about how there's these negative impacts with these restrictive diets, especially Mm for moms that are trying to lose weight. But I just wanted you to talk to us a little bit about some of the alternatives to restrictive diets or crash dieting. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, Noom is definitely, I mean, that's such a great example of where you talked about it. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I talk about a lot in my day-to-day is the experimental mentality and really adopting that strategy as far as asking yourself every day, what would happen if I tried whatever it might be, right? And so first that really does come with having a sense of awareness on what's going on in your life. So let's take you as, for an example, yes. Tony Ann. So Let us do it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yes. I love this. Okay. So you just got back from Spain on this amazing vacation and mm-hmm. you said, you know what, I'm just going to really, really enjoy it. You made some amazing memories. You had like this delicious, like once in a lifetime food and cherry wine that 
I mean, yes. by no means would you ever say like that was not worth it because I'm sure <laughs> it was <so>. very good. <laughs> Which is awesome. Okay. And so then you get back and you are kind of aware, you have the sense of awareness right now of like, man, you know what? I have been going out of like my standard lifestyle stuff right now. It's probably time that I, you know, kind of get back into sort of what that typical lifestyle looks like. And so taking a pause for a second, that's really normal for us in our lives, right? So we're going to go on vacations. We're going to have birthdays. We're going to have kids' birthday parties. We're normally on an average day-to-day basis. This is another example that I heard on the podcast yesterday, so I'm going to use it for myself. But it's like normally every single day, I'm not eating a piece of cake for lunch, right? Like that's just not my typical lifestyle. But for my kid's birthday, you better believe that I'm having a piece of cake because I'm celebrating with them. And that's a really important aspect Uh, you know, especially for like the memory of my child that they're like, Mm -hmm. you know, eating with me together with cake and we're celebrating together. And it's really fun versus thinking about that experience long-term and how that might be interpreted by my child. If like everyone's eating cake and I'm standing off in the corner being like, no, thanks. I'm not eating cake. Your child doesn't see that as, as you know, what you're trying to do, which is trying to be healthy. They're seeing it as like, why doesn't mom want to celebrate my birthday with me? Right. So Mm -hmm. thinking about that, right. So that's kind of one aspect of it. Right. But okay, so going back to where we are today. So now you're getting back from this vacation and you are like, okay, I'm ready to get back into like what my day-to-day lifestyle looks like. I had this amazing vacation and you have this awareness of like, I've been, I've been eating like amazing, but now Mm -hmm. I can probably get back to normal. You know, I think one thing is just really um, trusting our bodies and trusting ourselves that we know like what we could do. So if there was like one thing that you could even say, like right off the top of your head, if you're like, okay, this week I'm going to start doing one thing where I'm going to make a healthier eating choice, what would that be for you? So I know I talked to one of these other moms and she was just saying like incorporating more vegetables because we typically don't eat enough. So I was just trying to make more of my plate have vegetables than the other nice tastier things. So I was going for half of the plate with like broccoli and mixed vegetables or whatever the case is. So that was one thing that I was trying to do. I love that. So that's perfect. I mean, that's amazing. And I love it that you really made it really specific. So you're like, okay, on my plate, I'm making half of my plate vegetables. So that, that means it leaves a little less room for maybe some of the other stuff that, Mm. you know, is maybe not quite as good. Um, and so that's great. So that's your goal. So your goal is setting and, and that is, I mean, going to make a really big impact in itself by eating more vegetables and cutting out and maybe it's sweets or whatever it is. Um, that's going to make a huge impact on your plate. So fantastic. And then did you decide like, are you going to do that for, you know, two out of your three meals out of the, out of the day, or what does it look like for you? What seems like a reasonable amount for you to start doing that? So for sure, dinner time, I'm going to do it. And I've been trying to do it for lunchtime. Not, I'm not making myself do it, but I'm making myself do it for dinner for sure. Awesome. Okay. So then, and then, so for, would you say like, it's reasonable for you to be able to do that every day this week Mm -hmm. or maybe, okay. So like your your schedule says like, I'm able to make meals at home every day this week. So I'm really going to try to do this every single day this week. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yes. So it's kind of asking yourself with that experimental mentality of saying like, what would happen if for every single day this week for dinner, I tried filling up my plate with half vegetables Mm -hmm. and just and leaving it at that and just saying, yeah, I wonder what would happen, you know, and having that experimental mentality and then trying it. And then at the end of the week, you're going to assess and you're going to ask yourself, how did it go? 
you know, have you tried this yet? Has this been an experiment that you've tried on yourself? Yes, I have been doing more vegetables because with Noom, they, they don't say like, oh, these are bad foods. These are good foods. They just say, these are foods you should have in moderation. These are foods that you should limit to like only this much. And these are the foods you go crazy with. And typically the foods you can go crazy with is the vegetables. And they're they're like, have as much as they like. But, you know, of course, like, you know, your chocolates and your ice cream and stuff, they'll be like, you know, eat it, but very limited amounts of it. So I try to make sure I have more green and I did, like I said, end up losing uh, I think it was close to 10 pounds in Great. the first couple of weeks. So yeah, it did work. Once it I did started, work. Yes. So at the end of that first week, you looked back on it. Did you say like you successfully every single night you got half of your plate with vegetables? You did mm-hmm. yes. to it. Okay. You were great. I think one night, I think we had pizza one night. And okay. I, but instead of doing um, doing dinner, I did lunch. So I did do it. Nice. Lunch. So yeah. Okay. So then at the end, that's, I mean, such a perfect example, right? Like life happens and we don't, we have, don't have time to make food at home every night or something gets thrown in kind of a wrench gets thrown in there. And suddenly we're like, oh, we got to order pizza tonight. Totally fine. Right. Mm-hmm. We're think, we look back on the week and we say, how did it go? We say, oh, you know what? I did four out of my five nights during the weekdays or maybe, you know, six out of my seven nights during the week. And that one night, you know, it, it didn't go as well because I, you know, we, we weren't able to make dinner at home and it's, and we had to order pizza. But now I know that on the nights that I know I'm going to order pizza, if I want to keep going with this goal and I see, think it's working for me, I should plan to eat half of my vegetables for lunch. Mm-hmm. And you did that. Right. Yes. And that seemed to work really well. So now, you know, with this experiment that you just did with yourself, that in the, as you're kind of planning your weeks out, if you're planning to go out to dinner or do something where you know that you're not going to get half of your plate in vegetables, it works for you to be able to say, I'm going to make it my goal to do that for lunch. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you're just adjusting, you're making an adjustment into your experiment. Um, and you continue to do that iterate, 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 constant iteration every single week. And at the, so at the beginning of the week, you ask yourself, what would happen if I tried? And at the end of the week, you ask yourself, how did it go? And with a very curious mindset, no judging, no self-criticism, nothing. It's like, oh, you know what? I only made two out of five days that week that I thought I was going to go for a walk. Okay. Well, what happened? You know, just asking really, you know, non-judgmentally with yourself, what happened? Oh, you know what? You know, my kid didn't take a nap like I thought they were going to, or, you know, whatever it might've been. And then you make a new plan, you know, and that is really, like you said, going with that type of a um, process is equally as effective as a restrictive eating diet. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yes. I am totally with you on that. And I loved your approach to it because it's more of, of a long-term approach versus you could tell me, I'm pretty sure you could probably tell me how to like drop some weight really quick, but that would <laughs> probably like last for maybe a week or two. And then I'll probably put the weight right back. on. That's exactly so. it. Yes. And that is, I mean, Oh man. Yes. I mean, like how deep do I want to get into that? But yes, you're absolutely right. Right. Like there is that yo-yo effect that absolutely happens with any time that we're trying to do like restrictive dieting that has a tendency to do that. And studies literally show that we have a, you know, 85 to 90% chance of gaining back all of the weight that we lose or even more if we go on a really major restrictive diet. So, and after we're done with it. Yeah. 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 I, like you said, you've tried out some things. I've tried out some things too. Yeah. And we've I all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. It's okay. Oh, yes. you know, we learn, you know, but now we, and again, it's like part of that experimental mentality and like releasing some of that judgment for ourselves to be like, well, now we know, like we tried it. We know it doesn't work. So let's mm-hmm. try something else. 
So, yeah. Yes. Yes. I like that. Now you mentioned something before when we first talked about um, the evolving process and that was something that I really was happy that you said, okay, yeah, let's dive into this. But I just wanted you to give us some other tips or just one thing that we could start doing today to improve our health and wellness. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I think the idea with the, like the wellness is an evolution, um, is the kind of a whole idea and mindset to adopt is that what worked for us, you know, five years ago, even, even six months ago, you know, might not work for us today. And especially as I coach moms, this is such a common beginning conversation that we have because they're very, a lot of times moms are just really hard on ourselves. That's just mm-hmm. how we are as moms, right? And so yes. we're thinking like, well, I used to be able to run every single day, you know, when I was in college or when I first started my first job, you know, and I don't, I just, I'm so mad at myself. I can't believe that I just can't get back into it. I don't know what's wrong. Well, we have a whole different life going on right now, right? We've got mm-hmm. kids, we have a lifestyle, we have so many other obligations that we didn't have you know, even five years ago or how many ever years ago it was before we had kids that it's okay if your um, wellness plan or whatever it was for you to keep, keep a healthy life was like going running every single night after work doesn't work for you anymore. That is to be expected and understandable. So as we say, like, well, it's an evolution. It's taking a look at your life now and knowing like based off of the things and the events going on in your life now, what's going to work for you today? And, mm-hmm. and I think a big piece of that evolution too is understanding what is it that you really enjoyed about some of those activities that you did in the past that maybe don't work for you today and try to pull elements of it. So for instance, uh, you know, one common one that I actually run into quite a bit with moms is that they really just cannot get into like the group workout situation. Mm-hmm. Like they try to go to the gym and they try to join a group program and they just really like don't like it. They just can't motivate themselves to keep going, things like that. And at the end of the day, as we talk about it, you know, a lot of times it comes to realize, well, I used to run all the time, you know, after work and I just don't have time for that anymore. So I've started to try this like morning group program, but I just don't like it. Well, if we take what maybe her strengths are for that situation is maybe she just really likes independent workouts and she doesn't really like being in with group environments. And so the strength isn't the running. The strength is having that time to like be mentally like with yourself, right? The time to be able to work out and be like independent during that time and have kind of, it's kind of almost like you're sort of um, killing two birds with one stone, if you will, right? Where you're like having that sort of self-care moment of like quiet mental reset in addition to getting your physical activity in for the day. So now you're doing two things. And as moms, how important is it that we just have some time to like let our brains just like sit for a minute? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so that can be, you know, so now we understand that like what were the strengths or what were the reasons why we really enjoyed the running and how do we incorporate that into the evolution of where we are today? How do we get some of that in there? So maybe that even means that it's just going for a walk for lunch, you know, and it's not a run. It's just that time to be alone and have some physical activity. So that's what I mean by evolution, but that looks um, so different in so many different ways. I talk quite a bit on the blog about how before we had kids, it was self-care wasn't a word that we used. And the reason why is because it's literally something we did every day without even realizing that we did it, right? We'd get home from work, we'd crash on the couch, we'd turn on a TV show, we'd, you know, maybe fall asleep on the couch at 7 p.m. or like whatever it was, right? Like that's all like self-care stuff that we were doing because we literally didn't have other little humans running around like that we have to like keep alive, right? And so suddenly (laughs) that natural self-care time that we used for ourselves without thinking about it suddenly gets taken up 
and reprioritized into keeping humans alive. Mm -hmm. And so now we have to reclaim back some of that time of self-care time for ourselves. And so as part of the wellness, kind of as we look at wellness as an evolution and as a whole aspect of our lives, we need to figure out what were some of those things that we did every day that we didn't realize that maybe we fit in our day. So maybe it was like, gosh, you know what? Saturday mornings I woke up and I just like read a book in my bed and I I didn't even realize that was a thing, you know? But now I have kids and they're like jumping on me and they're waking me up and they're hungry and da da da. I don't get time to read books anymore. That is the piece that I really miss. And so how do we reclaim that back and get it back into your schedule through some really intentional scheduling? So that is just an example of kind of what that evolution might look like. Now, you brought up in the beginning about how wellness is a complete circle, and there's a lot of things that go into it. And I know I I usually tend to focus on the food part because that's like my weakness is (laughs) I like to. (laughs) Yes. But I know that there's other parts, especially like the emotional and social sides that you've probably seen in moms that you're like, yeah, we need to work on that. Like, let's, let's talk about that. But I just wanted you to just touch a little bit on the other side of the wellness that we don't typically focus on. Because like I said, a lot of times when we hear wellness and health, we think food and exercise. Mm-hmm. Yes. To talk about the other side that we don't tend to focus on and how we can make sure that that side is still doing good too. Yes. Okay. Um, I will talk about this also at the very end. I do have like a great guidebook um, that you can get on my website that actually has like an image of what this whole circle looks like. It's called the wheel of wellness. And it's what the whole circle looks like with all the different aspects of wellness in your life. If you look at it, think about it as a circle and there's several different areas you can look at. And the easiest way sometimes to think about it is just kind of taking a moment to just think about your life. And I've had, um, I love the example. Other coaches use this as well as like what feels scratchy in your life right now or what just doesn't feel good in your life. What's kind of like um, another one that I've heard people use is like, what's a kink in my hose? So you think about like a hose of water running, flowing through it. And there's like something that happens through your day that suddenly it's like, and your water is like not flowing anymore. It's like a mm-hmm. kink in your hose. So um, what are those things in your life where that's happening? That's probably an aspect of wellness and that needs some attention, right? So okay. we can think about that in so many different ways, but yeah, so physical is a, is a common one that we think about physical wellness, um, emotional wellness. Um, we also can think about even things like, so intellectual wellness, that's another one, social wellness, how often we're like playing with our <laughs> playing, but talking with like friends and family with kids, it's playing right with yes. adults and, and moms. It's like, how often am I getting out and just having coffee with some girlfriends, you know, or even just like, how often do I really get like 10 minutes? of uninterrupted time to just talk and connect with my partner. Those are the things that might be scratchy right now, you know, and feeling not very comfortable. Like workplace wellness, there's a lot of environmental wellness is one too. But if we go back to like, so occupational wellness is the workplace wellness that can be called different things. But that one is a really common one that I tend to to focus in a lot with moms because they're really overwhelmed with work-life balance and things like that happening going on. That's a, that's a common area for moms to say, like, I'm feeling so overwhelmed. And if I really pinpoint it down, it's that I just feel like I'm spreading myself everywhere. I'm, I'm working and I'm trying to be with my family and I'm trying to be everything to everyone at all times. And that, that's a moment of, you know, really um, digging into boundaries and understanding what exactly is going on there. Right. But um, so that's an aspect the environmental wellness. So this is one that's like really common as well. If we start thinking about like, God, I just like, I walk in, I sit in my car. This is actually, this is me, like real story. Now that uh-huh. I'm like self-coaching myself right now as we're talking. <laughs> I'm thinking about my environmental wellness and my car, the last two days, every single time we get in my car, my son is like, mom, your car stinks. And I'm oh, like, gosh. oh, it does stink. 
stink. It smells so bad in here. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's coming from, but you know what? I really, in order for me to like feel my best, because every time I sit in my car, I do not feel my best. I feel like something stinks and then I start to feel like I stink and like it just all stinks, right? <laughs> that doesn't feel good. Yes. So, like I need to make a goal for myself in, you know, today to take it to the car wash and go vacuum it out or do whatever to figure out like where that smell is coming from. I'm sure there's like a cup of milk somewhere that's like, yeah, because, probably yeah. <laughs> that or a handful of snacks fell under the seat. Yeah, but yeah. Exactly. But it'll be a super easy fix. But if I fix it and just take the 10 minutes to fix it, I'm going to feel so much better every time I sit in my car, you know? So those things are, those are all different aspects of wellness that we just don't think about. Like at the end of the day, if we're feeling really just like, oh, I'm feeling so much weight on my shoulders and I'm so angry and frustrated and stressed out, you know, it's taking a moment to say like, well, what's going on, you know, in the day, you know? So, and really unpacking it and coming up with a plan to be able to have a full wellness plan. So it's so much more than just what we're eating in the day and how much we're moving. It's all these things. So yeah. yeah. I like that. I so. like that. Now, Jen, there may be a mom that's listening. That's like, okay, this is really good, but I just don't know where to start. Like, what okay. would you say is the first thing to get started on or one thing to get us going? Yes. Okay. That's such a great question. I, my first advice to anybody, and this is going to be not the advice that everyone gives. It's like, usually people are like, cut out carbs or like something like that, right? Which is goes right into the strict restrictive eating. And we're not going to talk about that. So the thing that I am going to tell you is just to have a week of awareness. So that is really just where you're going to make some intentions. This is where I start all of my clients actually too. Like if you were to do like one-on-one coaching with me, the first week we go, we go away and we have homework that is awareness for the week because we can't create a plan unless we know what's actually going on in your life right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, even if it's like journaling every morning to say, and, and then every evening to say like, how do I feel in the morning? How do I feel in the evening? Let's take a comparison of what's going on and start breaking it down. Maybe it is like food tracking, you know, of like, if it's an emotional eating thing or something like that, it's, it's tracking on, you know, um, what did I eat today? When were the times and the moments during the day where I felt really, really hungry? Were there any times during the day that after I, el- I ate, I felt like really over full, I ate too much. So those are like some really good, like indicators of like what might be going on, right? Where we can dig into it a little bit more, but just having that awareness throughout the day, even if it's like setting a reminder on your phone that like pings at you once every couple of hours where it just forces you to stop and be like, how am I feeling in my body right now? How's my body feeling? Is it like really tense? Am I really like, like I'm so busy and I'm crazy. I have so much going on. Or am I like feeling really calm and happy and like, that's great. What's going on? You know? So we should do more of that if, it, if I feel great, you know? And then like, as you get those reminders or as you kind of like having that awareness throughout the day, you're asking yourself, what do I need to feel my best right now? What do I need to feel my best right now? You know, and asking yourself that over and over and over and, and really starting to just have that awareness of, you know, maybe it's like for an example, <laughs> I have, I um, struggle. I, I still struggle, right? Like this is a kind of an evolution of, of wellness right here. But like mm-hmm. when my kids come and jump on me in the morning to like wake me up, I am a slow wake up person. Like when I gotcha. wake up in the morning, I need like quiet time to myself. I need a cup of coffee. I need to like maybe journal for a minute, whatever, just get my like mindset for like, what is my day going to look like? And if I am sleeping and I have kids that like are jumping and pouncing on me before I even have that like quiet time, I wake up kind of crabby and grouchy. (laughs) And I know that, right? So, so this has been an evolution because I can't stop my kids from jumping on me every day. But what I can do is I can set my own expectations and say, listen, 
all right, it's not going to be like a super slow wake up, but what I can do is distract them with an activity right when they wake up. So I'm not trying to like fight it where I'm like, ah, I'm going to go back to bed while they're like jumping on me and I'm going to try to ignore them. I'm going to be like, I'm going to just get out of bed and be like, Hey, let's go to your room. Let's settle with a book or a toy or whatever. And then I, and then I go back to my room and I have my quiet time. Right. So I kind of like make the plan. So that is kind of the awareness of like, I realized, gosh, when I wake up in the morning, I'm really stressed and I get really like, like, and that doesn't set me up for a great day. So that awareness helped me lead to like what that plan might look like. And that's kind of what the long-term is. So, and then last but not least, we just did this before we got on and we started, but I cannot, I cannot emphasize enough, like how much good, like deep breaths do for people like throughout Mm -hmm. the day, just even like, right. Like notice like moments where you're going to feel, where you feel really stressed out and crazy and busy, like where you're about to like, one example I have is like going to pick up my kid from school. When I walk into that school, it's like kids are screaming everywhere. There's parents rushing around everywhere. And for me, that's a very just like, oh, like all the stuff going on all at once. And people are wanting to talk to me and my kid is, you know, wanting to talk to me and it's a lot. So before I walk into that school, I know for myself, I need to take three deep breaths just to like re- just center myself and really kind of just calm my body. And that way, when I walk in, I'm not already like, you know, kind of busy from my day of thinking about like all the stuff I didn't get done. And, you know, I still need to go to the grocery store and all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm able to just to like clear my mind so that when I walk in, it's like, I'm here now. I'm here to talk mm-hmm. to this person and I'm picking up my kid and, and I can be a lot more present and be kind of my best self in that moment. So deep breaths, when you feel like you're in a crazy hectic or you're about to go into a crazy hectic moment are so amazing. So yes, those yeah. are my tips. That's my, I know it was supposed to be one, but that was a <laughs> package. It was like a little package of tips. Just so. a little baggage. I like it though. I like it. I like it. Now yes. you mentioned a couple of things. You made me think, I don't, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to go with this. So I don't go on a bunny trail with you, but yeah, <laughs> made me think about this patient that I had that I, I get people are scared of the dentist. I get it. I get it. So right, I'm not yeah. denying that, but this was over the top. Like it Mm -hmm. was like shaking and screaming and crying. And I was just like, okay, okay. Like, let's just calm down. Let's breathe. Like you said, because I think you're like, you know, starting to hyperventilate a little bit. And I was just thinking like in her head, she doesn't think that she's like over the top, but me and everyone else around her is just like, dude, like we haven't even touched you yet. Like Uh, what's going on? Yeah. It's really crazy to me how like a lot of times we think that we're okay. But when you, we really like take time, like you said, to bring some awareness, we really see like, Oh, I really am acting a fool at the dentist office. Maybe I should calm down just a little bit, or maybe I need to, you know, probably be sedated or whatever the case is, you know? So I think a lot of times, at least for me, I I feel like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I'm really not like, even when, before we got on, like I was super stressed out and I was mad and I thought, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But I really wasn't. (laughs) And I think a lot of times as moms, we tend to like mask a lot. We mask it against ourselves. Like we think that we're okay, but we're really not. Yeah. You know, it sounds to me like that person definitely, um, there's some, there's definitely something more going on, right? Like she's, Mm -hmm. there's, um, there's something going on. Right. And and that's, to be like she's probably really reached a point where she's almost like beyond being able to like help herself which is great that you were kind of asking her to like take deep breaths but um I will say yeah like in those types of moments where we're like that is something that is so common for moms to to say 
we're fine, right? Mm -hmm. We're fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, I am like the classic, I'm fine mom. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) like literally why I'm a wellness coach, right? Because like that's, that was my life for the longest time before I reached a point of not being fine. And then I'm finding myself having breakdowns and all the things, right? That's, I mean, that's real life that happens to us, right? And so it's all, and it, because wellness is just an evolution and a journey all in its time, I'm never going to be like perfect and never push myself to a breaking point ever again. But I am like getting better with some tools and strategies that I have for myself to realize, gosh, you know what? I usually push myself. I try to tell myself I'm fine until I reach breakdown. And now suddenly I'm feeling it in my body, the tension in my shoulders. I'm feeling kind of the dizziness in my head. And that's going to allow me to be able to take a step. And so, and so I think like the more in tune we can be with what our body, our body gives us signals. Um, there, oh gosh, there's this amazing audible. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to it. Mel Robbins, Take Control of Your Life. Have you ever listened oh, to that I one? Haven't, I've heard of it, but oh. I haven't listened okay. to that one. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I, I love her personality too. She's just like a no BS like coach. Like I just love it. So she, I just, someday I want to be like as no BS as she is. I'm a little bit more like compassionate with my clients than she is, but um, gotcha. so, <laughs> so if you listen to her, I'm not exactly like that, but I, you know, I, it's just, she's great. She's just like straight to it, but she talks about just like how our body gives us signals before our head even knows what's going on. Right. So like, yes. so if we, it's time for bedtime. Like how does our body signal that to us? I know I start getting sleepy and I'm tired. We get tired. Yeah. Yeah. Our body is tired. Right. Um, and if like we haven't like eaten all day, our body will tell us that because stomach starts grumbling. Yeah. Like our body is telling us that. Right. So like our literally everything, right. All the way down to like probably what this person was experiencing, like inside of her body, she probably had some like body signals that were going on that were telling her like, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not, I'm not comfortable in this environment that she has for a long time, probably ignored. Right. And so we, and we do that as like adults when it comes to like, just thinking about things as simple as going back to kind of where we're at going back to things as simple as like eating and sleeping as adults, we're so good at being like, I know I'm hungry, but I'm going to keep trucking along. Right. I know I'm tired, but I'm going to stay up an hour later to scroll social media, you know, whatever (laughs) it is. We are good as adults being able to like override what our body is telling us. And so we really, our our kids are not like, they don't know to do that yet. Right. So when they're tired, they have a meltdown and they go to bed. Right. Or like when they're hungry, like they're telling us like, I need a snack or they're they're having a meltdown because they're hungry. Right. Mm -hmm. Their body is currently in control of them. And so if we can get back to almost getting back to some of that, like, um, original, checking in with our body and listening to our body and doing what our body is wanting, we can help overcome these, like, I'm fine power through moments where it's like, it's like, instead of, cause the I'm fine power through moments is the adult in us being like, nope, I'm overriding what my body's telling me. I don't care if it's telling me I'm tired. I'm going to power through. I'm going to keep going. But if we just like, kind of almost like submit to what our body says for like a week and saying like, my body says I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. You know, Mm -hmm. I am hungry. I'm going to eat an apple. I'm going to eat something, you know, even though it's 10 o'clock in the morning, I don't normally eat at 10 o'clock in the morning, but right now my, my body, my body is telling me I'm hungry. So I'm going to eat just in those cues and signals. And then like reflecting and seeing what happens can make a world of a difference. Um, it's very fascinating. So yeah. Yes. Yes. That was really good. I like that. I definitely needed to take more time out because that was another thing. Like one of the other moms was saying about like a lot of times we think self-care is like something really extravagant and like, it could be something as simple as like, go to the bathroom when you need to go to the bathroom, (laughs) like don't hold it. And I was just like, I never thought about that. But like, how many times do we do that as moms? Probably more than we would like to admit. 
So I just, Art, yeah. that is crazy. I will definitely make sure I do that. So thank you, Jen, for sharing that with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yes. So just like there, our body tells us so many things as easy as like, and self-care literally is like, if you get back to like the core function of like what self-care really is, it's literally like listening to our body, like mm-hmm. going, going to the bathroom when it feels like we need to go to the bathroom, eating food when it feels like we're hungry, sleeping when it feels like we need to sleep, taking a moment of quiet time and breathing when it feels like we're getting really tense and, you know, having those moments. That's all self-care. It doesn't have to be like a massage. Mm-hmm. Massage is just a very extravagant way of, of having a moment of peace and quiet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, so that's totally true. Self-care is, can be super simple. So yes, yeah. yes. Now you have covered a lot with us, but I have one last question for you. And it's a question I ask all of my guests is if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Yes. I love this. Okay. I think ultimately if, gosh, there's so many I wish I could have. Right. But I think if I had to choose one, it would be teleportation. Mm-hmm. Um, because I love like traveling and seeing all the different places, but I do not love like flying or getting to those places. The travel part, especially with kids, um, is not my favorite piece. <laughs> So if I could just like have a little like magic bubble where I could just like everyone that I'm holding on to and touching, we could all just like teleport to like Greece right now or something. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that, would, oh, that would be amazing. That so. would be very nice. And you can make it back in time for dinner. It would be great. Yes, right. Exactly. And that is also my thing too. It's like I'm writing an email and I'd be like, I have five minutes before I need to go get my kid, you know, and then mm-hmm. Greece and it's like 10 minutes have gone by. Like if I could just teleport, I'd get a lot more done. So. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Now, Jen, you have um, your website that you mentioned as well as some freebies. So I just wanted you to share with us where we can find you online if we want to learn more about you. Yes. Okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram at the driven mama. So M A M A mama. Um, so find me on there. I love, I love it when people like follow me and just like even send me messages and chat with me and um, comment and stuff. I, it's just fun to interact on that platform. Um, and then I am at driven mama for life.com. It's all spelled out. So F O R and M A M A, um.com. And if you go to the site right on the website there, there's actually an ability for you to get a free guidebook to help you with like stress management and really kind of an overall self-care workbook. Um, I'm so glad that we talked about self-care at the very end. And this is going to be like a really great guide. So if there's a mom out there that was listening to what we said and, and resonating with like, oh man, I really could you know, get it back into a good self-care routine. This is a perfect um, free guide for them to go ahead and just um, grab off of my website. So it's there for them. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you for sharing all of this with us and thank you for coming on and talking to us again. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. And this was so much fun. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 47. And do me a favor, if you found this podcast helpful, rate and subscribe on the platform that you like to listen to. This lets me know that the content I'm providing is helpful and it lets other moms know that this is a great podcast to listen to. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I will catch you in the next one.